Hi, and welcome back to the Gospel According to Mark podcast. In today's episode, I'll be tackling infidelity and commitment in both your everyday relationships and your relationships with God. As always, if the episode speaks to you in any sort of way, please be sure to pass it on to a friend. This week, the thing that's been on my mind the most is prayer. If you're a regular on the podcast and you listen to it every week, I'd like to encourage you to attempt to pray. Maybe just open up your Bible and go through a few verses. And then after that, pause and just enter prayer. And just listen. And then maybe read the same verses again. And then after that, ask God, Lord, why do you have me open up to this random scripture? What's the purpose? And just ask a few questions to the Lord. And after doing this for a week, maybe just schedule like 10 or 5 minutes out of your day to kind of listen to the Lord. See if that impacts your life in any way. And if it does, then that's good. And if it doesn't, then maybe you can just keep listening to the podcast until you're comfortable. But it's good to kind of take a break from the podcast and try to apply what's being, um, I don't know, taught (laughs) or brought forth so that when the word is brought forth, you're able to get a better grasp of what exactly is going on and how these verses and these scriptures and these great little quotations, how they actually apply to your life and how they can change it for the better. With that being said, go ahead and open up your Bibles to Psalm chapter 37, and I'll begin reading from verse 5 and end at verse 9. Commit your ways to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will act, and make your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like noonday. Be still before the Lord, wait for Him. Do not be provoked by the prosperous, nor by malicious schemers. Refrain from anger, abandon wrath. Do not be provoked, it brings only harm. Those who do evil will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord will inherit the earth. Amen. Now, infidelity and commitment are two things that are kind of juxtaposed together, and they make us think when we look at both of them side by side. Are we going to be able to commit ourselves to the Lord and to our partners or spouses, or are we going to give into our ploy of temptation to run free and run wild and do whatever we really want without being tied down. When I think of infidelity and commitment, I always think of cheating, right? And how the marriage rate is, or the divorce rate is at 50%, which is, that, that's like really, when I, when I think of that, that's like a lot. <laughs> that's a lot to take in. So, when I see married couples, it's really, and they're, they've been married for a while, it's really a blessing because they're able to love one another and just kind of be with one another. And, you know, they have their differences, all sorts of, I don't know, politics, views on moral, moral issues or whatnot. And they just put that, that aside just for the sake of their family and of fostering new life into the world. And I look at that and I'm thankful and I'm grateful because these different couples and all of these different relationships can give you hope when you really 
analyze what's going on. Two complete strangers are able to put aside their differences in order to not only bring new life in the world, but also to commit themselves to one another. And about half of those relationships are able to do so in a house of God, which is even better. Now, when I think of infidelity, I think of the statistics, how 70% of men cheat, how 40% of women cheat, and I ask the question, why, is the, why does this happen? Why do we cheat? Why, why is it that we can't commit ourselves to one another? Why can't we love one another? Why aren't we enough for one another? What is it that we try to fill? Are the people that we try to commit ourselves to spend the rest of our lives with, are they not enough for us? What, what makes us want to hurt them in such a malicious way? Under no circumstances is cheating acceptable in a relationship. To be in a relationship is to say, you mean so much to me. I am going to spend a thorough amount of time with only you and have eyes for no one else. I think back to what Jesus said when he was on the Sermon of the Mount, and he said, if you look at one woman with lust, you have already committed adultery with her in your heart. Um, shout out to Jesus, by the way. Yes, so when we're looking at other people and we're objectifying them, it's like we're already cheating. In our hearts, we know that we've already looked at this person and imagined or had the temptation to not pay, have eyes for only the person that we're with. Like I said in the last episode, we have to have eyes for only the person that we're with. We have to be committed to them, that we can trust them, and we can trust in the future that we're building day by day with them. The last thing I'll say about cheating is this. Cheating can be worked through. Believe it or not, it actually can be worked through. But it only can be worked through, or it can only be conquered or dealt with if both parties want to move forward. If the person who cheated realizes at the last minute or after the other person leaves that the original person is really the person that they need to spend their life with and they want to change but the other person doesn't want to change, nothing is going to change. But... If the original person is forgiving and the main person is also or also wants to continue, then yes, things can be worked out. It's just a matter of forgiveness and rekindling of the original love and really finding out what exactly makes this person viable as a candidate for marriage and commitment. How can I commit myself to this person, give them my whole heart, and love them with all of my soul? But of course, you have to love God more than you love another person. Moving forward, I want to talk about infidelity and commitment with the Lord. Now, how often do we stray from the path of righteousness? 
stray from the path of God, we we fall, we run away by drinking, by doing drugs, by smoking, by cheating. And that's just generalizing. (laughs) That doesn't even begin to cover all of the many things that we do that lead us away from the Lord. You see, the Lord is always with us. He goes with us through our trials every single day. And we don't want to talk to him because we're scared of owning up to our um, failures or taking responsibility for our actions. And instead of taking responsibility, we want to um, give in to our youthful freedoms, whether that be messing up, being ignorant to the world around us, and not paying attention to the people who need us the most. The Lord works in mysterious ways, and sometimes he sends afflictions to better us. We may not know the purpose of the affliction, and we may not know what is going on at the moment, but what happens in those moments, what we do with our actions, can really have a profound impact on our relationship with God and can lead us to become better warriors on the battlefield for Christ. When we really sit down and think about it, we can pray and we can look at Scripture and see that the same God that delivered so many people from so many different afflictions, adultery, um, murder, uh, cheating, objectification in so many different senses, especially in the Old Testament, (laughs) but (laughs) so many different people with so many different problems who were delivered at the end of the day. Yeah, they struggled. Yeah, they didn't make it all the way. They gave into temptation along the way. But at the end of the day, they were able to Ask for forgiveness. They knew that God would be forgive. Uh, excuse me. They they knew that God would forgive them for their past transgressions. All we have to do is get down on our knees and ask for forgiveness, and hear what the Lord has to say to us. We need to ask. Well, Lord, is this a test? Are all of these things coming crashing down? Are all of these attacks coming at me left and right? Because You want something more from me? What is it that you're trying to do with these hardships that I'm facing right now? Why don't I have enough money? Why don't I have the clothes that I want? Why can't I get this new thing that I want? Lord, everyone has this, but I don't. All of these things that we ask ourselves in passing, but it never seems to be the case that we ask the Lord for these things. Why is that? Are you afraid of God? Is anything that you've ever done going to separate you from the Lord Almighty? Are you scared to own up to your failures? That will never separate you from the grace of God. Are these things keeping you from blessings upon blessings that you could receive? Just some food for thought. Think about anything that you've done that's bad, that's kind of separated you from the Lord. And if it has, fall on your knees right now, pause this podcast, or stop on the side of the road, or, uh, I don't know, go to the break room, and just kind of enter into prayer. It doesn't matter if anybody's looking at you like you're crazy. Uh, Us Christians are a little different. We're not crazy, but we're different, because we're on fire for God. And just reflect on your past Reflect on transgressions. 
the thing I said earlier about cheating being able to be handled if both parties want to move on and move forward. God always wants to move forward. There's never a, ch- a time where you've done something so horrible that God is just like, yeah, you're going to hell. It's over. You see that fire and brimstone? That's all you, baby. There's never a time when God says that. We have to get out of just kind of being afraid or running from our father. These things aren't enough to separate us from God. And when we really look at the Lord and how he's just to forgive and righteous and all that he does, we have no choice but to just fall on our knees and ask for forgiveness because no sin can separate us from God. Jesus died for our sins and he paid our sin debt in full. Therefore, we have the chance for eternal life as long as we ask for forgiveness whenever we mess up because we're going to mess up. In that situation, God is the person that will always be ready to forgive. Regardless of how many times we cheat, regardless of how many times we abuse him, or regardless of how many times we neglect him or ignore him, God is always ready to be there to welcome us with open arms and restart the relationship again. Father, we love you and we praise you. And we thank you for the opportunity to come together and reflect on your word. We thank you for the book of Psalm. And we thank you for the book that you have given us in the Bible. We thank you for the many different teachings that we can acquire just by reading its many pages. We thank you for the ability to be committed to you and to others that we love and cherish deeply. We ask that if we ever stumble, that we are able to fall on our knees and ask you for forgiveness and also have the guts and the boldness to own up to our shortcomings while we're in relationships. We thank you for the ability to be able to do this, to repair relationships, and to make other people better while also making ourselves better. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. That about does it for this episode. Uh, Infidelity and commitment. And I also want to say this before I um, go. If you're in a relationship and you are cheating, go ahead and tell the person that you're doing that with, or the original person right now. Because you don't want to allow the relationship to get tainted and to have to deal with the many different spirits that come with lying, cheating, and stealing. Stealing someone's heart, lying about it to avert them from the truth, and then also the act of cheating in general. It's a vicious triangle of evil and sin if you're able to just avoid what's going on. And to prevent that from in the future, from, excuse me, and to prevent you from doing that in the future, I want you to reflect on what it is that entices you to cheat. And you have to understand that before you can really love anyone else or enter into a relationship with anyone else, you have to first root out all of your temptations that you deal with personally. Maybe you have an addiction. Maybe you deal with lust or gluttony a lot. You need to take care of these things before you try to spend your life with another person. And that might be the real reason why you go out and cheat 
or while you or excuse me or while you turn to worldly vices in order to satisfy what can only be satisfied by God.